Hey, I'm Zach Tan. Thanks for tuning in. This podcast is a celebration of the photographers who have dedicated their lives to pushing boundaries and uncovering the beauty in the everyday. We'll explore the journeys that brought them here, from their humble beginnings to the pivotal moments that shaped their artistic vision. This is Picturing Conversations. better known as YK, has been a long-time friend of mine. Aside from being a fellow chicken rice lover, he's a photographer turned content creator from Singapore that has over 3 million followers on TikTok and Instagram combined. Crafting images that exude immaculate emotions and jaw-dropping compositions, YK has went on to work with Apple, Singapore Airlines, American Express, and toured with singers Lauf and Hailey Kiyoko all over the world. And now in your own terms, who are you, YK? Hello, people. Um, so YK stands for my name, Iket, Y-I-K-K-E-A-T, and I would just consider myself other than what you say, the chicken rice connoisseur. Yeah. Uh, basically, a engineer student turned into a creative artist, and this journey has spanned over about 10 years. I think I'm in my 10th year now. Starting from, I was like 16 or yeah. 17 when I first started. I, I met you like <laughs> probably 19, 18, mm. 19. So um, we'll talk more about that. But then that's I'm based here in Singapore. I venture out all over the world and still consider here as my home base. And yeah. It's funny you mentioned that that, that you met me X years ago because mm. I actually went on to dig when we first had our actual conversation it was off twitter then we were talking about a rooftop that we were both interested to shoot at <laughs> and that was in 2015 so wow. it's been about eight years eight almost years. nine yeah so that's then, yeah yeah but i think um the last time we met it was in january this year we were having hot pot then we ended up taking pictures mm. with our iphones and it kind of reminded me a lot of who you were to me back then because I saw a lot of your iPhone pictures and to be honest it was better than the pictures that I took with my <laughs> camera so um, just curious to know whether that was your first experience with photography my first experience with photography is actually um, through iPhone 4 I think yeah wow. so that's ancient yeah um, mm-hmm. and Photography is always paired with social media for me because back then I associate photos with sharing online. Hmm. Because if I don't remember, if I remember correctly, back then Instagram just got launched like yeah. ten years ago. So to me, it's a way of sharing photos hmm. and a way of documenting our daily life. So back then, my first. Um, how do I say this? My first encounter with photography is actually through curiosity. Mm. It was it was only because of social media I start to see how people were seeing their life 
on Instagram. Yeah. And I wonder to myself, can I do my own take in mm. my life? So, but my life is basically only like six hours because there's school. Yeah. So school is kind of boring. I didn't document yeah. that. Um, and what I did was I do it only after school. Mm. So my first um, year with photography is actually with the iPhone 4. And back then I was actually, well, timeline wise, this was actually before I went into polytechnic. Mm. So I actually started around the age of 16, half 17. Wow. when I was doing part-time for my uncle. Yeah. So um, that was very, that was a beautiful start in my own opinion because when I was 16 and a half, 17 back then, I just wanted this to be a hobby. Hmm. I didn't know it would be, it yeah. would be like full-time. So it's fine with this crazy yeah, thing. So, so I had no clients, had no consequences. Hmm. It was like, you were trying to see what can be sparked out of this. So yeah. you're like a kid exploring. Mm. So that was me back then. Yeah. Um, I was helping out my uncle doing a hardware stuff, selling a, selling industrial hardware to construction things. So wow. I, I handled being a, a second boy to my um, the delivery man. So I sat beside and had the windows down almost all the time yeah. and just took pictures and- mm. I was sitting in the lorry and the truck and the truck um, went to everywhere around Singapore because it delivers, you know, to yeah. different construction mm. sites around. So I got to see like- some Many different things. Many different things, weird areas and even, um, yeah, even going through the our beautiful skyline, beautiful city. So that's where I first got in touch with like uh, cityscape photography. Mm. And because of um, also how um, I- started scrolling Instagram and back then the algorithm fed me a lot of architecture yeah. and design. Mm. So my first um, my first instinct is to photograph the beautiful architecture we have in Singapore. Yeah. We have so much great design mm. and, and structure. So that stood out to me. I continued photographing that for a couple of years. That's how I started. Interesting. Yeah. Then will you then say that... Um, like when you first took a picture with a phone, did it occur to you that, wow, I have a talent for this? Was it a natural in instinct thing? Like, wow, I have a neck for this, man. This is something I should be doing. No, not at all. Because I feel like my photos, I actually kept, for people that are listening to this, I actually kept my photos that I first took on my Instagram. It reminded me of how uh, shitty they were. All the way from day one? Yeah, yeah. Until all now? The way, yeah. It's a long scroll. But yeah. uh, if you take time. How many it, posts do you have? Probably like one thousand five. Yeah. So okay. if, if you have time, uh, if you have time feel free. And it's um it's a beautiful progression. And I feel like I didn't delete that because it's a nice reminder, like um how much I've changed. Mm. Um, but also it was um a clear indicator of how actually my creativity and photography is actually not um by pure talent. Mm. I actually crafted it and honed yeah. it. I would tell people my uh, photography and creative expression is actually 50% talent and actually 50% mm. uh, hard work or craft, yeah. crafted, uh, engineered, so mm. to speak. Um, if, if people were to see my works, they can probably see like it's very composed, yeah. structural, 
Well so I think mm. I think that came from my own personality and my own studying background. Mm. I study aerospace, so it's very like it's very precise and very mm. com- composed, so to speak. So with that, I mixed it with um, you know creative expression, and it became this fifty fifty thing. Yeah. Um, which resulted in just composition and framing and all that. So that was the basis of the iPhone photography back then for me. Mm. I crafted it instead yeah. of letting it 100% like being super creative. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So you also mentioned that, you know, you were an aerospace student, mm. right? So yeah. you did engineering and do you, do, you, do you see any similarity between that and taking photos? Like, because you mentioned structure and all that, mm. right? Like, I I would say by because of the aerospace nature, I see photography as like a the more you practice, the better you become. Mm. Um, and I really believe that by practicing more, you naturally gain muscle memory of what looks better for you, yeah. Um, and what will work and what will not work. So. Actually, back then I was looking photography photography more like a training aspect. Mm. So it it's weird um, to a lot of people, but to me it was it was just like um, yes, this is nice and it's it looks creative, but I took it in a more um, engineered structure aspect, yeah. which is interesting for some people. Yeah, yeah. this is a new it's, it's a new take on a very tired. Mm, um, mm. landscape or seascape so I think that's what really enticed me because when I look at your works back then right even when I first followed you and we first became friends and whatnot, you know it was very it was the same architecture it was the same building but you saw it in very different ways mm. so then I was wondering whether you know whether your your background in aerospace had anything to do with that yeah and I think the fact that you mentioned there's some sort of connection mm makes it very interesting la, because you know I, I studied design mm. so then you know you were taught to look at things differently blah blah yeah, blah but yeah. uh, truth to be told I don't know whether like they actually taught us to look at things differently because mm. you know it's like a reverse psychology thing right like they tell you to look at it differently then you think yeah. too much but it becomes yeah. you're referencing other people and all that yeah. so yeah. with your work I can see that there's a lot of creativity to it mm-hmm. then, so then my next nat- natural question would be then um, if you are if you are so, you know, if you've taken so many pictures on an iPhone, right, then what was the factor that made you decide, okay, you know, it's good enough now. Maybe I should try a camera instead. Yeah, the to be very honest, it's just night photography. Mm-hmm. Um, I really wanted to take better night photos. Um, thankfully, now technology is so good, you l- really can take nice yeah. photos on phone. But back mm-hmm. then, iPhone 4, <laughs> <laughs> if you have an iPhone 4, yeah, you can try. Um, yeah. It's it's good, but not good enough. So mm. I that was the biggest factor for me to get a camera. And the story behind how I got my camera is I actually um, kind of borrowed money from my parents um, and returned them back. But half of it was funded by them and half of it was mm. from my part-time savings. Yeah. So my first camera it's is not cheap, man. Yeah, it's not cheap. It's yeah, it's a full frame camera even that I got, and so it's not very wow. cheap. Mm. And the reason why I got full frame is because I I buy first and cycle myself that like <laughs> it will work out. Like yeah. let me try and do this. Like yeah. get some jobs. There'll be returns. Like yeah, there'll be returns. Good. So I got a better um camera. Uh, it was a Canon 6D. It's mm. an entry level full frame. Yeah. But 
still a full frame so a yep. better sensor and it really allowed me after i got my camera it really allowed me to explore the capabilities of um you know photo capturing plus editing because mm. with a camera i dabbled more editing uh i have more editing work to do because yeah you know, so much dynamic range in a raw yeah. picture. Uh, with iPhone, usually I just smack a filter back then and it's, just like, <laughs> it's done. So um, that allowed me to also explore um, how people edit and I, I learned everything online. Mm. Yeah. So even when you changed your camera and mm. the, like the tool changed, but I realized that the subject didn't, you know, it's like it was still uh, the love for the streets, the architecture and all that. So do you, do you have this like net natural, you know, um, how do I put it? Is the street something that you've always chosen to shoot? Like, you know, cause you could be shooting like, you know, like products, still life, yeah. portraits, mm-hmm. whatnot, but why the streets? So the, to compress and summarize it, I started shooting architecture, right? And, and structural buildings. I, I love doing that, but after, a couple years of doing that, I started reflecting on on my photos, and I realized that they are really nice, but they there's no soul to the photos. Yeah. Mm. So I started wandering around, and I was lost. I was confused for like a couple months, and I think it's normal for yeah. creatives. Out identity there to, crisis. <laughs> yeah, identity crisis. You don't even know what you're doing, and then I started realizing that there's there's no soul. Yes, and there's no story. So um, I, I walk around the streets and I realize that there's so many things happening in our lives and people see life so differently. We are all unique individuals. And and then I start to realize that there's so much beauty in the everyday life. Mm-hmm. Um, give you an example. For example, like we take the public transport, we take the bus and bus of the same number yeah, the driver will say hello to the opposite side. They will they usually wave. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's that's the you know the little details in life that we we miss. We right? miss because you know we are commuting. It's boring mm. or what? But um, back then I was like, oh, that's interesting. Mm. So back then I realized this uh, story that we can tell in everyday life, and mm. I just um, pivoted into shooting the streets mm. and starting to spot the little things in yeah. our daily stuff. And I think it's a bit of a cliche, but then will you then agree that photography has kind of taught you to slow down and appreciate all all these things because we are moving in such a fast yeah. paced society, Correct. especially in Singapore. Right? Yeah. School after school, you go to work after work, then mm-hmm. you know even every day, right? You're just yeah. like constantly yeah. going from one place to another. Yeah. So has that taught you to slow down? Of course, that has taught me to um, slow down. But I think the biggest thing that it has taught me is to look up. Yeah, we always look down. We always look down on our phones and all that. Uh, on our commute, uh, if you look up, there's a lot of things that we can appreciate. And people always say that um, it was also, back then it was also a form of um, wanting to express to people that like, a lot of local people say like Singapore is boring yeah, yeah, and yeah. all that. Yeah, so I, that a lot. Back then I had this like, you know, urge to also prove to people that like it's it's nice you just see you it just in a don't different, see it, right? yeah you don't see it just, just so just like try and see it in a different manner and it is beautiful in its own way so mm. back then um yeah so so back to your question it allowed me to um slow down 
yes and also i would like people to see in a way whereby um if you look up and look around you there's beauty in mm. everyday life yeah so what was the point then when you you know you realized that hey you know because you mentioned that you don't immediately feel that you have a talent on that yeah. right so was there a point where you know you feel like wow this is actually going somewhere like my photos are actually um communicated to people people resonate mm-hmm. with them was there a specific instance where you felt this is working out i didn't had any like oh like like yeah, eureka moment yeah, yeah, yeah no actually but it was actually very progressive mm. only i think only when i started getting more um interviews and article mm. mentions then i realized that it's it might be like oh they people do see my work as something mm. um because if they don't do that i actually will still be like I was just, I'm just doing the same thing as 10 other creatives. Right. So for them to pick out like something like that, it's it's something of a like reminder for me that, hey, maybe I have something special and mm-hmm. I will just, yeah, I just keep trying. Yeah. yeah. So everything it's, and even for social media following, it was all very progressive. Mm. Um, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I. They were I, calling you Mister Hundred K. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And Mr. things took off, <laughs> and then Mister Two Hundred and Three Hundred, yeah. and then so on. So, so there was no spike. Yeah, uh, it was it was very gradual. Hmm. I think just to circle back a bit to you know, uh, first experiences and all that, right? Because I believe that. I mean, this is what I believe in. Uh, to be a good photographer, you have to kind of be an observer of life. Mm. You have to know how to see things and all that. And I think a lot of that has to do with, you know, uh, upbringing to a certain extent. Like, you know, mm. like growing up as a kid in Singapore or even for you, I don't know whether, were you actually born and raised in Singapore? I was born in Malaysia, but mm. I was raised here basically. Yeah. And yeah, at the age of three. So, mm. so do you think so. anything to do with your childhood has a specific influence in the way you see the world now or the way you approach you t- taking photos or not at all? Like, I would, I would say, f- actually, I don't know. Yeah. This mm. is a psychological thing. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure our childhood, right? yeah, it's a consciousness thing. I'm sure our childhood has some impact. Mm. It might be direct or it might be indirect. And it yeah. might be like many layers, you yeah. know, to our approach to creativity. Even mm. you yourself and many other people in not just photography, yeah, but any medium, any creative medium. Mm. Um, but I feel like uh, because my photography is so trained based and crafted, um, it it felt like I was just, uh, it didn't felt like I was very affected or mm. sorry, not the word affected, but I was, I don't feel like it's very impacted by like my mm. childhood upbringing. It's yeah. totally separate thing. So mm. yeah, interesting. Okay, well, no, because I asked that because other photographers that I that I talked to, some of them said that you know like their their family trained them to be a very um, empathetic person. You know, mm. always have to read the situation around right. that. So kind of like that kind of affected a little bit. But I know it's different for everybody. So mm-hmm. it was just a question I was curious about. You know, other than that, uh, what I'm also interested to know is. You've started out taking pictures with a phone and then the camera. And today, you know, you've been holding your phones up mm-hmm. a little more too because, you know, you do content as well mm-hmm. and you, you do very instructional videos that's mm-hmm. kind of educational to, ma- to many people. Mm-hmm. And I know many people actually look forward to content that you put out, right? So how does it feel to come full circle, you know, from <laughs> phone, camera, back to phone again? 
but you're now balancing both lah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, how's that? I I feel very um. I feel very satisfied actually with what I'm doing now, and of course, it's just a start. My uh, fast forward and compiling everything um, during COVID, I, uh, you know, a lot of people also lost their jobs and all that. So it was during COVID that I found my uh, passion for educating. That's why I'm doing all these instructional videos now, and yeah. um, you know, what better way to use a phone because everyone has access to a phone. Mm. And there are a lot of curious learners out there. Mm. So that's why there's a lot of um, engagement and people that are anticipating all those uh, content. And it feels also uh, like I have something to give back because I started out, I'm self-taught, so I started out watching YouTube videos and- Yeah, even, digital ref. Yeah, 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 yeah you know, like <laughs> yeah. even, even uh, I try to even like- um, see videos of um, you know like it doesn't have to be a direct educational video it can be um, uh, let's say a movie yeah cliche yeah. but I just study them see mm. see how the the lighting is there yeah. like, take a picture and then I try to reference the white balance and mm. like colouring and all that so um, we uh, before people who are self-taught mm. they learn a lot from the internet yeah and I just want to give back yeah mm. contribute to the internet and Hopefully, people who just started out uh, can can benefit. Can, can benefit at a quicker rate mm. because um, you know, like as as the as the internet gets more and more like saturated, mm. um, people get smarter too, yeah. and 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 people pick up things way more too. So I just want to contribute to this space and speed up their process. Mm. Yeah, because I think. Um, you know, it's it's important to to give back and not hold back because it's just better for like photography, videography, community to just advance as a whole herd in general. Yeah. 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 And I think like last year you you mentioned in an interview with Harper's Bazaar. Mm. You know, I was just doing some research and then I saw you you know, you saying like a line, you know, it was something along the lines of uh it's important to not lose heart. Mm. no matter how lonely the journey gets. You know, because mm. you've been doing so many things. And a word that stuck out to me was lonely. Mm. I can imagine, you know, you've been going on tour, you've been, mm. um, you know, uh, doing so many things about yourself over this like last eight years, 10 mm. years. Like, there's probably certain times where you feel like you're quite mm. alone in the journey. So how do you, how do you cope with that? Or is there even such moments, you know? There's so many moments and I think even now, mm. uh, it's very prominent. And I feel like there's, you know, a lot of creatives out there, they have their lonely, alone, they don't know what to do moments. Mm. And I think it's just, um, of course, at the very start of my career, I feel like, uh, I feel very like sad and like, oh shit, like, um, what do I do? Yeah. Uh, if, if I continue to do this and I progress more, will I be worse and like all that? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's just the art of balancing after that because as much as uh, we are all unique individuals and I feel lonely because of, it's my own career path. Like mm. I I do a lot of things on my own and um, now I, you know, hire people uh, to help me with certain things. Yeah. Um, but I am my own CPU. I have my own, my brain is only, you know, attached <laughs> to me. Yeah. So, 
um, sometimes you feel misunderstood or you feel yeah. like nobody understand like the mm. struggle you're going through so that's why you feel very lonely and um, I don't think anyone can actually fully understand you mm. not even your parents not even your partner because we're all unique mm. so it's just finding that space and like community that people you can share with and through time I think you know like friends like you and like yeah photography friends and like outside of photography as well just learning how to um share mm. and um and and for them to listen and it's enough yeah. yeah so outside of photography like what are your other coping mechanisms like what what grounds you basically so i think it's it's a very um it's a very i think something that grounds me a lot mm is the fact that um, I still, you know, I st- it's quite exaggerated, but I like when, mm. like, you go to a chicken rice store, then the auntie scold you for, like, wrong order. <laughs> and all that. Yeah. So, <laughs> kind of reminds so, you that you're, you're only human. Yeah, right? you're only human, you know. I think that humbles me a lot. And yeah. uh, just, like, no matter who you are, yeah, if you if you got it wrong, they will still score you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can imagine because you know being one of the most followed person in Singapore, I think it would be quite stressful to like you because you kind of have a certain level of quote unquote status, mm. and then, so it's nice like Once in a while, you go back to a familiar kopitiam, yeah. but uncle, the auntie still humble you. Yeah, still scolding you. So nothing actually changed. Yeah, you know, you, you are still the 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 IK that you know. Yeah, you know YK is just an alter ego that. Yeah, that you used to get by mm. and yeah. put food on the table. Yeah, I I I recently uh, watch a a podcast. Um, I forgot the name, but yeah, um, it it's was okay. a podcast with uh, a lot of people who are successful in life, mm. and I relate to this one episode a lot. Uh, it's a interview with uh, Black Coffee. So mm. Black Coffee is a DJ. Okay. So, um, how he explained um grounding is 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 something that I relate to a lot. So, um, being uh, just just crediting from that yeah. podcast. Um, so in my own words, um, YK is uh, someone on the stage. Hmm. So it's how the outside world perceive, and with a lot of um, you know recognition and articles and like the career yeah. project uh, trajectory, it's uh, progressing really well. Hmm. But outside of that, um, um, if you strip the the sh- the stage, yeah. um. I go backstage. I'm I'm Iket. You know, mm. it's it's um it's something that it's um very still me. I I yeah. grew up in 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 just um in Singapore in a HDB, just normal yeah. like everyone else. I go to school and then uh just just eat chicken yeah. rice, just eat mm. uh, other stuff, and and I still humble myself as as a kid yeah yeah it's and and don't and i don't ever let um the privileges of yk uh pollute my my original self mm, yeah. yeah yes there are um you know back like this is just sidetracked but back yeah. then um i would be not confident at all when people mm. praise me i would yeah. be like ah no i'm not but i think through time i've learned to accept accept and thank people but then, aside from that, I know that um, I cannot misuse that. 
if you say the word privilege or like yeah. entitlement mm. um mm. yes i can you know like yk is someone that you know can can do certain work of caliber and like yeah. get certain deals and whatnot but i don't ever let it like i don't ever take advantage of that mm. yeah yeah interesting to see that because you know when i was in um i don't know who i was talking to but i think it was some sort of an interview of sorts then the person was asking me you know who like uh who is zach right and mm. so so naturally i gave my very pr like you know i shoot photos and i like videos um you know your typical storyteller mm. thing and all that and then he followed up with another question so who is zach really uh, oh know, wow like, like like who are you really inside you know then then my response was you know i'm actually just uh you know, I'm a son of my mother. I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm a boyfriend of my girlfriend. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, like I stripped everything off, and mm-hmm. at the base, at the core of it all, I'm actually mm-hmm. just human, like everybody else, lah. And yeah. you know, and I'm not even like uh, somebody with you know, like a stage that you've mm-hmm. mentioned. But I feel that it's important to kind of know your roots and mm-hmm. who you are as a person, because that kind of grounds you, right? Mm-hmm. Then, so then my next question is, you know, uh, if if you're not doing photography. Mm. And what will you be doing then? I will be a pilot. <laughs> oh. Because I study aerospace and I really love uh, traveling. Mm. And yeah, it's, it's a, uh, I will be on such a different career path. And yeah. I think as a person, I will be a 180 change or so. Because mm. if I yeah. am a pilot or an engineer, I will also be an engineer. Um, I think I would not be so like, uh, I would not be so outgoing. Yeah. <laughs> I would just be like, finish my job, go home, play game, yeah. right? Yeah. It's like mm. being a weep. Yeah. So do you think there's a, there's, do you ever dream about multiverse where, you know, multiverse is a hot thing yeah. now? Like, yeah, do you ever dream yeah. of multiverse where you're not doing this? I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure you're thankful for whatever. You I am. I am. Now, yeah. But, but also, it's curi- I'm curious, sure, right? I'm sure there's a world out there that um, I'll be a pilot and who knows, I, can be a like I don't know like chef or something like yeah many different versions of all of us mm. um, but I I I always uh, am very thankful that I chose this path and happy to say I definitely don't regret mm. and happy to say that I won't change a thing mm. you know? yeah so photography is what you do for a living now mm. and I think you know back when you first started or when we all started we were just roaming around aimlessly you know mm-hmm. just trying to get good pictures post on, post on instagram get good likes and then you know mm. think about the next picture yeah but do you think anything has changed since then you know because now you're making money from it and i think um the core of it still didn't change mm. i actually do still love the process of going out taking pictures of how i see the world and posting it mm. um but just that the the, the the percentage of that has went down um, yeah. because of commercial work mm. and also um, because, you know, I do um, my instructional videos and all that. So it has became, um, if I break it down into bubbles, it has became, yes, I still do that, taking mm. pictures and posting it. Um, but that plus um, what I love to do, my passion within my passion, educating and commercial stuff. So it's mm. a balance now. Yeah, it yeah. feels like a really nice balance as well. And photography has always been, you know, like described as a way to kind of eternalize a moment, mm. right? You know, yeah, yeah. It's essentially a time machine, right? Mm-hmm. And it's in your hand, so that's mm-hmm. powerful. But what is photography to you? Then how would you describe this to 
to to your kid in the future. This is what you've been doing. Oh, if 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 I have a kid, if I even have a kid in the future, <laughs> you never know, bro. Yeah, you never know, right? Yeah, it's it's most probably. Um, I would tell him or her that it's something that you will look back. It's a it's a photo that will play a whole movie mm. because, like what everyone says, a picture uh, a picture uh, paints a thousand words. Yeah, and actually. You know, like it's interesting because I think when we um, that we don't know how powerful actually a picture is. Hmm. When we look at old photos uh, on like photo book or wherever you can find yeah. physically, you look at one photo and your brain actually plays a certain scene in in your really? head, yeah. and that scene is a is a video. Yeah, actually, yeah. if you think about it, yeah. So that photo has so much power. Hmm. Yeah. So I would. I would tell people like a photo is basically a very powerful medium to to play your life mm. as a movie. Yeah, mm. it's a trigger that allows me correct. Yeah, like it's a trigger. Imagine more, right? Correct, correct. Yeah, which yeah. I think is very interesting. Yeah. Then you know you've taken. I mean, you've probably taken like hundreds of thousands of photos yeah. right now. Like, if if I ask you, you know, what's your favorite photo so far? Would that be a favorite, or do you think that there's no such thing? Um, it's very difficult now. Uh, mm. but on my past interviews, for a couple of years, I always like this image that I shot in in Tokyo, in Japan. It's mm. basically a it's basically a photo of two food stalls, and mm. they are just separated by a very thin wall. Mm. And the right side is um a barbecue. They are both barbecue places, but the right side is just uh a a frame of a, a customer waiting mm. to get served by the chef and then the left side is a chef cooking to uh to serve the customer mm. so you have two different uh wow. yeah you have two different so different uh characters in one frame mm. and a lot is happening in the in the frame there's smoke there's um the 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 customer has a fan has yeah. a a chinese manual fan uh fanning himself and then there's a crutch on the end of the frame, so it's like Easter hunting, yeah. Mm. And and a lot packed into one photo. So within one photo, you can see there's two different lives, mm. yeah. And 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 what I want to tell people is that um, yes, a photo speaks a thousand words, but a photo also uh, depicts someone's mm. life yeah. in 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 that one frame. It's quite it's quite a remarkable thing. And I think that's exactly what I enjoy about your work too. Because whenever I'm looking at it, right, it feels almost like a very, what's the word for it? Like a very voyeuristic, you know, like you're actually just observing people mm. and then you're just kind of cap- capturing that moment and that's that, that, that's a version of a movie. Lah, mm. If yeah. I would say like, you know, because out of, I, re- I remember recently you did a series where, you know, you shot a series of videos. Not sure whether it's in Little India or something. Yeah, but you actually India. slowed down portions yeah. where you feel, yeah. you know, that would be the moment where you snap. And I found yeah. that, you know, that's actually a very interesting way. You know, content-wise, it's, it's very smart because mm. videos do better and then, yeah. you know, but yeah, actually showing people how you think as well at the same yeah. time. Yeah. Then, yeah, I think that's the true charm of your work that, that I'm Thank in you. love with. Yeah. But I, I think all of that aside, like if you're going to take photography away, right? Like, Mm, do you think that you are influenced by you're influenced by other mediums of art like in your own work you mentioned film 
Yeah. Um, I get very influenced by uh, actually what I see visually. So um, movie um, and social media. Hmm. Um, but truly the major percentage of what influenced me and inspires me is actually the daily life. Mm. Yeah. I find joy in and then I find joy and satisfaction in observing. Yeah. So um if you ask my friends, uh what I love to do is just sip a cup of taping. <laughs> and for international audience, taping means milk tea. Yeah. And just sit at a hawker center, just people watch for one hour. Yeah. I love that. Sounds like a very ideal day too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you've right. told with so many like uh art artists, right? Uh-huh. I mean you've you you've you've told with Love and mm. that's a really huge name mm-hmm. and Haley Kyoko as well mm-hmm. recently. And that's not something that's very common for photographers, especially in Singapore. Mm-hmm. And I remember you telling me the story of how it started. Mm-hmm. You know, can you can you care to share how that actually happened? Like the one with Love, for instance. Yeah. So it's very sudden and very random. Mm-hmm. So his management actually reached out to me via email um, years back. Yeah. And uh, it was an email asking for me to take photos of his show. Back then he was playing Capitol Theatre mm. two nights and they just needed a photographer. And back then I was like, is it a scam? Because <laughs> Too oh, good to be true. <laughs> yeah, why such a big artist has no team with him, no photographer yeah. mm. whatsoever. And the fact that the email is sent with no sign off is just like a text message. Yeah. It's so... But like, that's how you know things are legit nowadays, actually. I guess, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, they just yeah, want to get it over. They just want to get it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like to your face. So... um. Back then, I, I didn't know what to expect. I received that email and I just replied, okay, mm. uh, sure. And fast forward, I didn't get kidnapped or anything. So I, uh, I was at the show and mm. that was my first time. Yeah. Uh, that was my first time actually shooting um, a, a full-on pop concert. Mm. So prior to that, I was just shooting a couple DJ shows. So I was... Yeah. I was shooting nightclubs mm. and touring with DJs mm. uh, for small shows on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, yeah. around like, I don't know, like Thailand, yeah. Malaysia, all that. Um, so a pop concert is very different. Yeah, um, I did my best on the two nights to take the best shots that I can. I still remember them in my head. Yeah, I also, yeah. I, it was a, it's very memorable. Mm. Um, and, and, and very thankfully and, Fortunately, they loved the images and he himself um, loved it a lot. And I actually had a very good talk with him and interacted mm. very well with him. So yeah. they love it so much that they immediately got me on the rest of the Asia tour. Yeah. So I went with them to Thailand, Philippines, straight on after the Singapore yeah. show. So that was something very... I didn't anticipate it at all. <laughs> yeah, it just hit me like a random... like. Mm. Like, it's just something that it's, I really didn't expect mm. and very thankful for it. Yeah. Were, were there moments of doubt then when you were proposed, you know, that whole idea of traveling with him? Because, you know, it's such short notice, right? Yeah. And naturally, you would, you know, have, have to think a little bit. But for sure. Were there yeah. moments of doubt or do you feel that it's a one once in a lifetime thing? I'm I feel like, it. yeah, it's more of a once in a lifetime thing. So I took a lot of um well back then also thankfully i didn't have a lot of things uh backlog yeah. for work 
So I just went on with it mm. and basically be a sponge, receive your yeah. open mind. Yeah. Mm. And it all turned out great. Yeah. yeah. Any memorable experience from you know, how long have you toured with Love? Actually? Five. I think five. Yeah. Wow. Minus COVID. Yeah, I've been on tour with him for probably like six, seven tours. Yeah. It's crazy. So it's um it's something that I think the the I love to say this um to photographers who are shooting music out there. Mm. Uh, and also uh, circling back to your mem- your your question on the memorable moments. As a tour photographer, you um, get as close as you can. Mm. And you are actually the closest with, if you want, with the artist. Yeah. Because you are with him or her 24 access, right? Yeah. yeah, you have access to the show and off show. Mm. And I think that's the beauty in, in that. You see everything. Yeah. So as a photographer, you actually have a very unique perspective. You see how the fans are looking at them yeah. and you see how they are looking at the fans. You yeah. Only you have that perspective yeah, yeah, and yeah. you determine how much you want to give to the fans because yeah. you are taking the photos, you yeah. are taking backstage and all that. Interesting. And, and also how much you want to take photos of the celebrity mm. or the singer to project it to the fans. So, um, it's it's a very happy medium, and you have a lot of power than you, than what you initially think of. Mm. So, um, one thing that I took away is the power that I had that, yeah. and also um, the intimate moments I have with the artist. Mm. So, memorable things were. I remember we were in New Zealand, yeah. and um, we had off days, so we went to zipline and yeah. A lot of fun stuff. Um, but the, the memorable thing is the heart to heart talk after the whole day. Mm. Uh, we, we, we were in, uh, his hotel suite and just talking about life and the mm. struggles and, um, what's ahead for a couple hours. And, um, that's how we connected more. Mm. Um, the whole team in general, uh, just heart to heart talk for that couple hours till like 3, 4 a.m. Mm. So that was, um, that, that's that's also why I understand more even after touring mm. that um, the, the people that, that's around them are very important. Yeah. Um, because mm. touring, you know, it's like one month, two months, you... The energy your, has to be right. The energy has to be right. Your whole crew is actually your family. Every mm. day you see them. Yeah. Yeah. So, right. yeah. Yeah, and then seeing that you have, you know, taken so many different subjects, right? From mm. the streets to, you know, music, I remember you taking a couple of portraits too and mm-hmm. you know you pretty much dive into almost every genre I would say uh, what's one thing that you always go back to you know like you know what's like what's the chicken rice version mm-hmm. yeah of, wow of, that's of, nice of the like yeah. photography genre to you yeah um, to me it's always the street yeah mm. because um, I'm so I'm, I'm so like is addicted a word I'm so addicted to mm. getting uh, moments in life and the fact that you cannot get that moment again yeah. it's like you're creating your own number one trading card that's yeah. like <laughs> the, the one of one yeah. trading card um, so so that's that's something that is the core of it I love mm. going around the streets and just snapping photos yeah. of mm. uh, subjects or just the mood of the place yeah. yeah so is there a version of YK that you know 
that that wheels the camera and you know like take pictures of family and loved ones like is there that version of you as well because you know we've seen many like very cinematic shots and mm. all that but at the base of it all like do you use it as a tool to capture things that are dear to you as well I I think that's something that actually you're right I should work on I <laughs> no, no, no. yeah it's I really need to yeah no, because, because I think like it might be a case where you've you're holding your camera so much yeah, right? and then like, when you have time to actually sit yeah, down with your loved ones you yeah. just put it away so that could be a case too yeah I curious. always put it away but I feel like I actually should you know like immortalize like many things because um, I did bring my camera and took photos of uh, my grandma before mm. she passed away last year yeah. so I'm very thankful for that and there's a you know a great reminder of like um, even more so you take a camera and go out there and document everything the closest ones is, you know, your family and they are the closest one to you. You should document them too. Mm. Um, so to your question, no. I I, <laughs> I didn't document a lot of my, my family and uh, extended relatives, yeah. but I think I should, yeah. I should do a series on that. I yeah. think it would be cool. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. have, to, you know, it doesn't even have to be family. Like it could be like a favorite spot mm. in in Singapore or at home your favourite chair you know mm. your favourite cosy corner like just something yeah. that that you look back and you know like oh I'm glad that I actually snapped yeah. this picture yeah right. but yeah I mean that's, that's just a random question <laughs> that I thought of yeah but you know I have this last question for the first part mm. which is something that I asked the other guests and you know uh, most of our friends that take pictures as well uh, like if you could only take one last photo you know what what do you think it would be what would the subject be wow that's a very good uh, question uh, it's something I think about a lot I have no answer to it yet if I would take one last photo yeah so there was this guest uh, uh, he, you know Nikki he mentioned uh, that if he has a chance he wouldn't take okay so he wanted to take a photo of his family that's mm-hmm. what he said but mm-hmm. then he later said that actually no if if, I'll, if I've only two minutes left to take a photo I'd rather spend it with my family so I won't take any photos wow. I was like, oh, okay, okay. Interesting. Okay. That's the first for me. Yeah. I think, wow, this, this answer might change. Uh, <laughs> so people who are listening to this, you ask me five years later, it might change. Yeah, what's the beauty of it, right? Uh, yeah. Yes. But actually, right now, what's in my head, my answer would be, I will take whatever, whatever is in front of me. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, because that is just, the last thing. The last thing. And yeah. just a indicator and reminder to people that, we, that's how we see yeah. things on our last moment and just yeah. cherish life mm. yeah doesn't have to be like oh in two minutes I need to take the best photo or yeah. what I think just take it what's in front yeah <laughs>